Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Locked on Bucks. I'm your host, Kane Pittman, here for today's episode that is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, and just another day in the NBA's return. More players have pulled out. More, I guess, question marks over why perhaps some of these lower-ranked teams were heading to Florida in the first place. And I think we can start there for today's episode. Let's go with the Brooklyn Nets first. We know, as it currently stands, they are in the seventh seed in the NBA. And we've spoke about the fact that they've had a number of players already withdraw. We knew that Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving weren't going to go down to Florida through injury. We knew that uh, DeAndre Jordan had already pulled out after testing positive to coronavirus. So he's out. Spencer Dinwiddie today is the latest player to withdraw. Now, he originally had a positive test and some symptoms as well. He was talking about uh, doing some exercise at home, being on the bike, and feeling some dizziness and, and sort of related issues from testing positive to coronavirus. So he tested positive again a second time, uh, from what we know, a second time. So he's also pulled out. And Torian Prince has also tested positive and he's pulled out. So you're talking about, uh, and you know, you, whether you count Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in this, I mean, those are guys that have not played a lot of basketball this season anyway, but you're talking now about five key players that are out for the Brooklyn Nets. This is a team that as it currently stands, as I said, are seventh in the East. Uh, they're in a battle with the Washington Wizards and Orlando Magic for that eight seed, I guess the team that's trying to avoid playing the Bucks. So this is certainly relevant from a Milwaukee point of view. Brooklyn 30 and 34 on the season. Half a game ahead of the Orlando Magic. And six games clear of the Wizards. Now we know that if a team gets within four games and they'll go to this playoff scenario, uh, one game elimination or two games elimination for the number eight seed. So the Wizards need to gain two games on Brooklyn. But... <laughs> with that is the news that Bradley Beal is not going to be going down to Florida with what they're saying is a, rota- a rotator cuff injury in his shoulder. Now, uh, whether you believe that or not, I would suggest that a high percentage of people would be pretty skeptical that that would be the case. The Wizards 24 and 40 on the season. Uh, they've had no defense. They've been a team that could put up points largely behind Beal, who's averaged over 30 points per game for the first time in his career, but they they had some of those crazy games. We know uh, the Bucks had, I wouldn't say struggles, but they had that game in Washington where Beal scored 50-plus. That was actually the second straight night that he did that. Uh, the Bucks just got over the line. Chris Middleton played pretty well. I think he scored nearly 40 in that one, but Middleton also had 51 against the Wizards earlier in the season. Both times Giannis didn't play. So if you're Milwaukee and you're looking at this now, and we suspect 
that the first round is going to be pretty easy for the Bucks as it stands. You probably don't mind now whether it's the Nets or the Wizards. You you get the feeling that given the the numbers of guys that are withdrawing the key guys, remember for the Wizards, they've already lost Bertans uh, within this as well. Uh, through For him, I was more concerned about free agency coming up. But the key players for these teams that already weren't that competitive as it stands. So for the Bucks, if you're a Bucks fan, uh, which the, let's say the very high percentage, if not all of the listeners to this podcast are, uh, now you're looking at uh, maybe a series that might even be even less competitive than last year against the Detroit Pistons. Did anyone think that that was possible? They were winning games by 30, 40 points. Uh, in that series as well on their way to a sweep. So uh, certainly relevant to the Bucs in regards to who they may take on in the first round, but the stars keep dropping out. And we've said this the whole time. Why are Washington going there? Why are Phoenix going there? I don't know. The only argument against that is that the Nets are genuinely a playoff team in, in regards to the seeding. So they're the one team that's the anomaly right now. But we know Phoenix practice facility has been closed. Uh, and now Brooklyn is, is the team above uh, any other team that really uh, seems to have been decimated here from the coronavirus, which is sad. I mean, again, you're talking about Spencer Dinwiddie, a guy uh, not too far from free agency. We know the crazy stuff he was thinking about doing with that. Uh, but this guy's a really good player and a key player for them, and he's suffering uh, from health problems due to the virus. So uh, as I said yesterday uh, with Frank, this is something that we don't know enough about. And And rather than thinking about the basketball perspective, sometimes... Um, it's best to just go back and say, hey, these are real people that have the virus. So on that note, we heard from Mike Budenholzer and Brooke Lopez last night on a Zoom call. I didn't jump in on this one. There's a bit of late notice on this one. I I don't know when the email came through. It must have been about 2 o'clock in the morning my time, so I missed it. The Zoom call was at 4 o'clock in the morning, so I didn't get to fire any questions to these guys, uh, unfortunately. But I will say, Programming note for tomorrow, stay tuned. We're going to hear from John Horse because he is speaking to the media this evening. I think it'll be really interesting to talk about uh, what the Bucks are going through right now, the decision-making they had in discussions with the NBA, all kinds of things from a GM perspective. So free agency, no doubt, that's been pushed back. The draft's been pushed back. Substitute players that, that I'm sure the Bucks have had to uh, and John Horst has had to uh, put due diligence into uh, considering that we don't know the unknowns. But let's go to some audio from Bud, um, particularly in relation to the Bucks closing down the practice facility. So he was obviously asked about this uh, happening. Let's hear what he had to say first. Yeah, I think for just, you know, shutting the facility down, it's, it's just the, the wise thing to do is we prepare to head to Orlando. And, um, you know, I think it's it's important that we get there as, as healthy and, and, and clean as possible and, um, by doing this for these few days prior to leaving, um, you know, feel like it's it's going to give us our best chance to get to Orlando um, in a good place. And as far as what we could have, I, I, I could not uh, give, you know, starting with the players, but our health and performance team led by Troy Flanagan, you know, our staff, our assistant coaches, how they've continue to wear the PPE, the the mask, the gloves, everything. Like I really, I think that there's been a, a an amazing effort to do everything we can to stay as safe as possible. So, um, you know, I think feels like the whole world is talking about mitigating risk and mitigating the spread. And um, certainly nothing's perfect. And I'm, I'm, 
mean, I don't want to say we couldn't be better, but from our perspective, John and myself and Troy, um, I think really great, great effort. And, and I think, you know, um, despite, you know, this week, I, I, I would say great results. All right, I'm going to jump in and give a quick note about our friends over at rockauto.com. They are a family business serving auto parts customers online and have been doing so for 20 plus years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Best of all, the prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals as they are for do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box today? No, we sent you. That's locked on in the how did you hear about us box today? No, you came from us. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. So obviously not an ideal situation. And I will just say the audio, not absolutely 100% perfect there. That's what happens. We A couple of days ago, the Bucks were in the practice facility. They had the equipment set up. Everything was perfect. Now they're back uh, in their own living room, obviously not allowed into the practice facility. But for Bud, uh, it, it just gives insight again. I mean, they're doing all the right things. They're following the protocol uh, protocols. And the big thing to note is there's nothing to suggest that, that anyone has contracted the virus from someone else within the practice facility. Uh, we don't know where the guys have got it from. And again, this is what it comes back down to when we talk about trying to get the guys into the bubble healthy uh, so they can continue the season and, and also protect themselves uh, because right now uh, it's hard. They're out in the general public. We know, I'm um, just looking at the numbers myself here over the last uh, couple of hours before I started recording, you know, things are looking a little sketchy again in Wisconsin and uh, these guys are there. They're members of the public. Maybe they go to the grocery store. I don't know. I mean, they, they have to uh, live their life and, and eat and provide for their family. So, it's going to be difficult for them to avoid contact with people that potentially uh, are carrying the virus, whether they know it or, or unknowingly. Uh, but the point is that the practice facility had to close. That's a precaution they had to take. From a basketball perspective, I was of the opinion that I didn't think it was going to uh, you know, play a big part in anything that they were doing in terms of preparation. Uh, Bud was asked that question right off the top from our friend, Matt Velasquez. Uh, let's hear what he had to say. And then I'm going to follow that into some audio from Bud talking about what he's actually witnessed from seeing the guys in individual workouts over the few days that they were allowed to. Yeah, you know, I think uh, the guys will, you know, work from home, you know, continue to kind of maintain, uh, you know, a workout schedule, you know, mostly on their bodies and their conditioning, their strength, uh, you know, something probably similar to what they were doing very early in this process. So I think, you know, between the weight staff and the players, there's a, you know, a rhythm to it. And um, and we'll get through, you know, this period and, and head to Orlando on Thursday. Yeah, I think, you know, given the circumstances, uh, I think, you know, the really positive assessment, really positive feedback from the assistant coaches who, you know, like always are the ones mostly on the court with them and working with them, observing them. You know, I got to a little bit late. Um, but I think overall, really from the beginning of this uh, hiatus, you know, including through today, a lot of positive on just where our players are with skill development, with their shooting, with their bodies, their health. Um, you know, still 
it's it's hard to to until you get to play and put in you know team sitting uh, team situations and 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 um, add more people to the mix. But I think given what we've done, um, a ton of positive and, and a real good feeling about where the guys are. So the big takeaway from this, and it's interesting for me, we as I said, uh, we did hear from Brooke Lopez as well, and he sort of pointed to the fact that uh, he didn't think that they were going to lose a lot from these few days before they head down to Florida uh, on Thursday. And the reason for that was that it was designed to be a pretty light week anyway, according to Brooke and also Bud uh, mentioned that as well. So uh, that kind of makes sense. We know that they're not going to be scrimmaging. We know they're not going to be playing against each other until they get down there and having that physical contact. So uh, from a basketball perspective, again, uh, outside of the personal persons that have tested positive and again, thoughts are with them. Uh, I think it's going to be business as usual for the Bucks. And the big thing is that talking to both of these guys or listening to both of these guys, I should say, uh, they didn't seem too perturbed uh, about what's happened and the fact that they're going down there. They seem very excited uh, to get down there and get back into basketball. It's been a strange situation for them with the individual workouts, the social distancing, staying away from each other. When they do get down to Florida, even though it's going to be a completely different situation in the bubble at Disney, uh, at least there'll be a sense of normalcy from a basketball point of view. So from Bucks fans' perspective, if you're worrying about what these few days uh, they might have lost there, not a lot. Uh, Brooke Lopez said that he's still got all the equipment set up at home uh, as he has had for the last few months here. So he's still getting workouts in. He's getting a sweat up. He's doing that cardio, doing the things he needs to do. He's simply just not going to be able to uh, get shots up uh, in the practice facility. So uh, as we said, very close now to the Bucks going down there. I'm sure uh, we'll all see the vision and footage of them there. But there's no doubt it, it felt like a little bit of a backward step for them because you see them in the practice facility. It felt like they were getting close to playing basketball. But the Orlando Magic, many would have seen, are now in the bubble. They're the first team in the bubble. Clearly, they had very little time to travel to get there. But they're in there. We've seen some... Images of uh, some of the food they're getting. It doesn't look, uh, let's say it doesn't look a normal NBA standard for anyone that's had the opportunity to to see uh, uh, the sort of the food spread that these players get pre and post game. It's pretty damn impressive. They eat well, as they should. The professional athletes, they're burning a lot of calories out there. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see how this plays out. Certainly the WNBA is in a... Um, let's say, a, a worse situation if you've been tracking the way that they've been traveling down to uh, Florida for their own bubble and, and commercial flights and the like. It's been pretty challenging for them. There's no question. So I think that this may be one of the things that we'll see the players once they get down there. Uh, maybe they'll, they'll understand the situation and complain a little bit more because to this point, Brooke Lopez in particular was very, very excited about getting down there seemingly. He did point on the fact that he's got a house on the property and he's not going to be able to get in the house, which is certainly going to be a really strange feeling for him, uh, being so close to home and not being able to get there. But he seemed he seemed very excited. He said that hopefully him and Robin will be able to uh, still stay socially distanced and Robin will keep, uh, keep away from him a little bit. But the big challenge, he said, for Adam Silver will be keeping them uh, out of the parks at Disney. So uh, something to watch there, uh, no doubt about that. One thing that was noteworthy for me from listening to these guys talk was the fact that uh, they both seem very confident. That's Bud and, and Brooks seem very confident that the season is going to go ahead. 
and that there's going to be no major incidents. And I, and, and I don't know. I mean, you guys can tell me how you feel about this, whether this is them towing the company line and saying the right things and saying what they have to say or if they genuinely believe that. I don't know. I mean, at this point, I, I don't think it would be beneficial for every, anyone if they came out and said that they were genuinely concerned and they didn't think the season was going to go ahead. But it seemed kind of believable. They seem like they've been in lockdown like everyone else has for an extended period of time for months on end, and they're ready to just go down and play some basketball. Uh, they believe in the protocols. They think that it's going to give them the best chance to stay healthy. So, uh, I, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I still remain a little bit skeptical. Certainly when you see what's happened to Brooklyn, it makes you feel uh, a little bit nervous about the possibilities of, of what could happen here in the next few weeks, but time will tell. One thing I wanted to touch on a little bit, because Brooke was asked this question from uh, our friend, Eric Name. He asked him the question about defense versus off- offense, and this is a conversation I want to have when I'm not by myself so I can bounce some ideas off someone. But Brooke was asked about Playing defense and the communication factor, because when I take a step back and I try and think about this, I think offensively, obviously, you can point to the issues that the Bucs are going to have, and not just the Bucs, all players, in regards to shooting the ball, maybe shaking off that rust, uh, that, that chemistry with each other, and running the offensive sets that they just haven't simply been able to do. The Bucs are a team that a lot of the time uh, plays team offense. Yeah, it's going to give the ball to Giannis and, and get out of the way and spread the floor. It is kind of basic, but they need that chemistry. There's no doubt about that. Defensively, the principles are pretty simple, and I, I think that the guys have been together for almost two years, so I believe that that was going to be uh, something that might be easier for them to achieve, to come back and play at that level when you've got elite rim protectors like uh, Brooke, Giannis, including Robin, on-ball defenders we know, like Eric Bledsoe, we spoke about him earlier in the week. Uh, I, I thought that the defense might be easier for this team to slip straight back into that slot that they're in. We know they're on a historic pace. So I want to give you the audio now from the Brook answer because I found it, uh, I found it pretty interesting how, what he had to say in terms of how you get back in sync with each other, particularly on the defensive end. You know, obviously you try to do what you can in that regard and work on individual defense stuff. But um, that that communication and that kind of uh, almost you know like sixth sense, um, it's gonna be something that we're just gonna have to drill in the get there in the in images and you know those first eight games as well. It's something we're really focus on, really work on um, each and every day. Obviously, to have it at its peak. When it, that being said. Uh, Again, the the relationship our team has and the continuity we have from the past years, I think uh, I think that's going to help us a lot and and give us a nice little stone to getting back into it. All right, so let me know how you feel about that. We know the Bucks were going through an offensive slump towards the end of the season, or where the the season was suspended. And there was a few contributing factors to that. There was a few niggling injuries that they were going through. They lost a couple of games. Obviously, Giannis went down in the Lakers game and then missed uh, Phoenix and Denver. But but let me know. How are you guys feeling? Are you more concerned about the offense or are you more concerned about the defense heading into this stretch here uh, down in Florida? And why? What's your reasoning for that? Why would you be more concerned about one end other than the other? But as I said earlier, John Horst will 
be talking tonight. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he has to say. Clearly, he's had a big part to play with everything that's gone on with the NBA's return from a Bucks perspective. And uh, and let's be honest, the, the role for the GM does not end. A big free agency coming up for the Bucks this year with one guy in particular, I would say, the focus for all Bucks fans. The NBA is going to continue to roll on with this return. Uh, I will hopefully have some guests with me to talk through that as it happens. Bit of a shorter episode today, slow news day as far as the NBA goes. The Bucks aren't practicing anymore. It's just the way it goes. It's the way it goes. I wasn't planning for this. But unfortunately, I think over the next few months, we're going to have to get used to uh, some strange occurrences when it comes to uh, planning, scheduling, and what to expect from this NBA return. Uh, as far as the network goes, make sure to check out the Rejecting the Screen podcast with Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko. They have a bunch of great guests all the time. I've said this before, but they had Darwin Ham on the podcast. They've had Vin Baker. Uh, plenty of Bucks connections there if you want to go back through the archives. And same with Locked on Bucks. We've had some incredible guests over the past few months. I'm going to continue to try and keep them rolling as we go. As I said, a bit of a shorter podcast today. I will be back tomorrow. We'll see what comes up overnight. I have no idea what the hell is going to happen in the world of NBA. I appreciate you listening. Stay safe wherever you are. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow.